You are now listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Today I got to talk with a physical therapist and she was so amazing. She was really passionate about her job. But before we get into it, I do want to acknowledge Nick who emailed me about wanting a physical therapist on the show. So I tried my best and I got one. And if you have a job that you think you are interested in and you want to learn more about, I'll try my best to get one. Just email me at tland at majorjobs.org. Today, I got Nick's request to get a physical therapist on the show, and she is just so amazing. She is extremely passionate about the job, and she knows so much about physical therapy, and I think that this episode is going to be super helpful to anybody that is thinking about getting into this job field, and they want to learn more about it. It's a really great intro, and she really dives into what you need to know in the beginning and what the job is like. So I don't want to take up too much more time. Without further ado, here's the episode about physical therapy. Thanks for listening to the podcast. What is your job title? I am a physical therapist. All right. So what is your job description? Like, what do you do? Physical therapists help people who have injuries recover and get back to their former life before the injury occurred. In my case in particular, I work in orthopedics um, in an outpatient facility, and I also work with neurological populations as well. So um, I I treat everybody from a student who, you know, plays sports to an older person who may have Parkinson's disease or had a stroke. So I have a very wide range of what I in particular do, but physical therapists work everywhere. We're in the military, we're in hospitals, we're in schools. Somebody comes to me and they have an injury, let's say with their knee. We work together to figure out what's going on with them. Why does their knee hurt? Sometimes they come with a care team, like a physician or orthopedic surgeon. And we do an entire assessment of the person, um, usually top to bottom, head to toe, uh, if you're a good physical therapist, you'll you'll look at somebody head to toe, not just at the joint that's in question. But we find out what's going on. We have a few theories, a few diagnoses we consider, and then we figure out what's going on biomechanically. How's the body moving? Is it moving properly or improperly? And if so, what can we do to change that and, and fix underlying issue? So do you think from an early age you always wanted to go into this field? Definitely not. I am a career changer. I did not figure out I wanted to do this for a long time. I'm very different from a lot of my classmates when I was in PT school. A lot of them were athletic um, in their high school years and they had an injury playing sports and then they went through PT themselves and then they were like, hey, I really like this and I want to pursue it. Uh, For me, it was a very rational decision I found out at an older age that I wanted to do physical therapy. And um, what's great about physical therapy is you get an incredible work-life balance. Uh, You have great hours. It's incredibly rewarding. I think there was a survey in the United States recently. It says, you know, which jobs are the happiest jobs or which jobs can be like, would you do your job for free? And I think physical therapists top that list. So we're really happy with our profession and what we do. And it is incredibly rewarding. My husband is a software engineer and he looks at me every day and he's like, oh, I'm so jealous of you. 
you get to make people feel so good and they love you and and you like <laughs> and the reason another reason why I picked physical therapy over something like for example other than like medicine or something is I found that with medicine you know you spend like 15 minutes with the patient and then the patient's out your door um or if you're a surgeon you're spending a few minutes of face time with your patient and then the rest of the time they're unconscious for with physical therapy you get to spend a really really large amount of time with your patient my sessions with my patients are 30 minutes but i've spent up to an hour with a patient uh per day and, and that's often twice a week or three times a week so you really get to know your patient and you in a way become friends and you develop that trust and rapport with your patient and they trust you and and they really do rely on you to get them better and and you learn so much about their life and their family and and then you end up treating their entire family when their family gets sick. So it's it's really fun. It's really fun. Yeah. And I, I like hear this emphasis on how you're treating other people. And I've always seen that as sort of associated with the medical industry. But you said that it's not really associated with the medicine. So would you say that like when you were going through PT school, did you have to learn a lot about biology and chemistry and physiology yeah so good good point um so when i was in undergrad i studied biological science physiology and neurobiology and that was kind of the way i was going and the way the reason why i was doing that is because i thought i wanted to be pre-med um what i found is the pre-med prerequisites are very similar to those for pt school so i had classmates at columbia who were dance majors in college and got into PT school at an Ivy League institution. So it doesn't really matter what you study in undergrad as long as you complete those prerequisites and you do the observational hours. So a lot of PT schools require you, I think all of them actually require you to do observation hours in different physical therapy offices and clinics and hospitals settings in order to see if this is something you actually do want to pursue and, and what is it actually like. Um, and then you apply you write down that you've completed all those prerequisites and so to answer your question, biology, physics, chemistry, uh, psychology, anatomy and physiology, and some calculus, I think. So it's not the most exciting route, but I loved it. So it is very similar to the pre-med prereqs. The only difference is the observation hours in the physical therapy field. Yeah, and that makes sense because it needs to be like fine-tuned for that specific job. I was wondering what made you first find out about physical therapy and what made you so interested in it when you first found out about it? I had a friend who was a physical therapist and he's actually a friend of my husband's first, but he's my friend now. Um, he looked at me and he knew I was kind of at a crossroads in my life because I wasn't fully content with what I was doing and I I knew it wasn't the end of the road for me. And so I, I, he knew I wanted to pursue something else. And he looked at my husband. They were at like, an, I think they were at a Knicks game. And he looked at him and he's like, you know what would be great if Trish went into physical therapy? He's like, I think she would make a great physical therapist. And and when he said that, I, I decided to at least look into it. Because when somebody says you you might be a good fit for something, you want to at least look into it and see why. Um, and that goes into like traits that you might need to be a physical therapist. So I feel like you need to be caring 
selfless, outgoing. Not saying that every PT is outgoing, but it helps. Um, you have to have empathy. So those, those are the kinds of things that that I think employers look for when they're hiring a physical therapist. Um, so when he said that, I, I looked into it and I thought it was so fascinating because I was interested, as you know, in undergrad in neurobiology and there's neurological physical therapy and they, the things they do with people who have suffered neurological injury is incredible. I got to work with people who have had spinal cord injuries from ATV accidents, motor vehicle accidents, motorcycle accidents, gunshot wounds to the spine, and to see their recovery from, you know, complete, you know, paralysis at the beginning and get them to, you know, a place where they can function in their new life. And I thought that was incredible. And in the end, I didn't end up going with neurological PT in that, you know, to that degree, but I fell in love with a different part of PT and that's what's beautiful about this profession is there's so much diversity, but to be able to see somebody who can't even walk at first and then get them to walk again is is unreal. Yeah, that that must be like an amazing feeling because I've interviewed like an EMT worker and he also described that same feeling about seeing people get better and just like seeing people maybe like in the street like five years after an incident happened and how they're like doing fine now and I I can like really like I can just see in my head how great um, people must feel when having experiences like those yeah it's that's why it goes back to being it's being you know it's such a rewarding experience for the physical therapist as much as it is for the patient um, for us to see somebody's progress and we spend so much time together, like I said, it's really wonderful to, to see that progress and it makes it all worth it. Yeah, and I want to go back to uh, you talking about your undergraduate and your PT schooling. So I was wondering what are like the specific things you need to get before you can actually become a physical therapist? Uh, like what are the specific prerequisites in undergraduate and uh PT school? So I think across the board, physical therapy schools are looking for, I believe it's two biology courses, two chemistry courses, two physics courses, anatomy and physiology, and calculus. And then you complete observation hours in physical therapy settings, just so you get an idea of what it's actually like to live day to day as a physical therapist. And then you we complete undergrad, you can apply to these schools and there's a common application and you get invited to interview and then they decide whether or not they want to have you. And you said that you went to an Ivy League university. Do you think that boosted your um, like your chances a bit or do you think that if someone goes to like a junior college or a state school, it doesn't matter? in terms of this industry? Oh, no. So let me clarify that. So I actually went to a state school for undergrad. So I went to a really, really gigantic state school for undergrad, NC State, go Wolfpack. Um, and after that, I took four years off while I was trying to figure out what I was trying to do. So 
I did those four years at NC State University for undergrad at a big state school. I took four years off, decided PT is what I wanted to do in my life. And I made sure all my prerequisites were up to date, which they were. And then I applied to PT school at Columbia University. I got in and that's three years and you end up with a doctorate. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's really, that's really cool. You get to rack up a lot of debt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm sure like, uh, well, we can, we can dive into that later. Like, do you think that a physical therapist salary is like sustainable for your life and you're really happy with how you, how much you get paid? Uh, There's kind of a joke among physical therapists that you don't become a physical therapist for the money. Mm-hmm. You can rack up to $120,000 in debt getting the doctorate degree, but the reality is our salary doesn't make it easy to pay off that debt. We do it because it's rewarding. We do it because it's stable. We do it because you have many options of what with different settings you can work. Um, you can have, you know, we actually, my, my father-in-law made a joke with me earlier this week we were talking about coronavirus and all the crazy stuff that's happening in the news now. And he said, well, if we ever had to move somewhere, you know, let's say Hawaii or something, or we had to escape or go wherever, you know, you'd be the only one of us who's employable. Wow. And it's true. I mean, they, they all work in finance and they have to be in very particular regions of the U S but I've been on vacations with my husband and we walk through the streets of Portugal or Spain and we say, Oh, look at the physical, we can work here and live here. And so, yeah, being a physical therapist means you're in debt. You're not getting paid enough for what you do and you can work anywhere you want. Mm, I, yeah. And I, I can like visualize that balance right now for like money or for doing something that you're actually like really passionate about and really like helping other people. I was wondering what your schedule is kind of like on a daily basis. Like, what is it like when you first get up and, you know, go to work to the end of the workday? Oh, that's actually a really great question. So it's going to vary depending on where you're working. If you're working at a school, for example, if you're a pediatric physical therapist, you're working the school hours. Um, So that's a pretty sweet gig. You get all the school days off. You get the summer off. Um, if that's possible, or you can work with students during the summer and, you know, if there's something going on there in the summer, if there's a need for you. Um, If you are in a hospital setting, you're kind of working the nine to five range. If you're working in an outpatient setting, you're usually working a few days of the week between like, let's say seven and three. That way you get the people who are, who need to come see you before they start their job. And then you work some of the days like 11 to 7 or 12 to 8 or so. That way you can get some of the people like after work and some of the students after they get out of school. So that's what I was doing personally last year. I was working three days a week from 7 to 3 o'clock. And then the other days of the week, um, 11 to 7. And and that was really cool because I got to see quite a range of people Um So I would get, you know, the older population during the daytime. um, And then I had a lot of student athletes after school. And at one point I had 
my patients ranged from age five to 95. It was, it was pretty awesome. It was really cool to, to kind of work with the whole spectrum mm-hmm. and not many people get to get that blessing, but I, I got that blessing at that time. And it was really mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. So do you think it really ranges like what your experiences are like? It changes on a day-to-day basis because you're um, talking to so many different people and so many people have different experiences and different needs. Or do you think for the most part, it's about the same every day? I think it varies every day. Um, I, the reason why I picked the setting in which I work in particular is because it just varies so much. So I work with all sorts of body part injuries, all different kinds of recovery after a bunch of different surgeries. I had one lady where a 200-pound mirror fell on her neck and, and broke one of her neck bones. I mean, the possibilities are so endless. And, and the reason why I picked this setting in particular is because it keeps me on my toes completely. You can have a patient come in one day and they're fine. And, and I'll use the example again of the woman who the mirror fell on her neck and, and broke her bone, her neck. Um, she was fine with me one day. And then there, it's, you know, I'm in New York, Connecticut area. So there was snowing, there was ice and she was driving and somebody hit her and I was so nervous about her neck. So I had to send her to the surgeon immediately to go get an x-ray on it just to make sure everything was intact. Because if I had treated her and I didn't know something new had happened, you know, it could have been a disaster. Um, So you never know what's going to happen. And that's, what's cool about it. Um, And it's not usually a life and death situation. So where, where medicine is really stressful and life and death, physical therapy is not, quite life and death for the most part, at least in the outpatient setting in the inpatient setting, you might work with somebody in the ICU and things take a turn and you have to be on your toes in that regard. But in the outpatient setting, it's usually pretty chill, but it keeps you on your toes mentally. You always have to be questioning what's going on here. What changed? Why is this person feeling pain here? Why are they not getting better? Should I be considering something else? as far as what's going on with them. Um, I can use an example of a woman who I treated in the past. She had plantar fasciitis, which is pain in the arch of the foot, on both feet. And she went to a podiatrist. And the podiatrist, she was under his care for over a year. And he told her, I want you to do injections and get them injected. And I want you to wear these orthotics in your shoes, like insoles and all these things. And, and he told her, I don't ever want you to ever, 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 ever go barefoot ever. You always have to walk with these insoles in your shoes. Always. Even in the shower, she was wearing shower shoes that support her arch. Um, so this lady came to me and she said, hi, I have plantar fasciitis in both of my feet. I literally can't take two steps barefoot. And when I assessed her that day, I had her walk from the chair to the examination table and she was in like 10 out of 10 crazy sharp pain, just walking those three steps. And I was, I felt like I was in way over my head. I had just graduated from PT school. I, I was like, how am I going to fix this lady? I'm like, I just feel like I'm in over my head. So 
um, what I did with her is I told her, you know, we're just going to have to take this slow and it's going to take time. But what I really think is what, what, what the podiatrist didn't tell her is that there are so many muscles in your foot. I wish I had the number off the top of my head. You would be shocked, Keelan, to know how many muscles there are in the foot. And with her wearing the orthotics with the support for so long, her foot muscles just kind of forgot what to do. And it, it goes with that, the saying, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's the case with muscles. If you don't use them, you lose them. And so her muscles atrophied or kind of wasted away because she wasn't using them. And so when she had to walk barefoot, her foot had no idea what to do. Um, and so that's why she had so much pain. So little by little, day by day, worked with her for maybe three months. We got her foot so strong to the point where, like, by the end of our treatment together, she was saying, oh, my God, I took my shoes off when I walked into the house, and I, like, forgot where they were for three hours. So it's that goes back to how rewarding it is and how life-changing it can be for somebody to go through this for the physical therapist to say, like, look at where mm. you started. Look at where you are now. Mm. Yeah. So... There's like a teenager, if there's like a teenager out there listening to this, they love what they're hearing. They love how rewarding it is and they think it's the perfect job for them. What would you say your advice is for them to start on their PT journey? So in order for you to start your PT journey, I would definitely say get out there. Try to get some observation hours in. I know there, there are teenagers, high school students at my clinic all the time coming in and trying to figure out you know, is this something I'm interested in? Especially if you haven't been injured before and you haven't been through it yourself, I say definitely get out there, contact local clinics, private practices, hospitals, and see if you can just observe for a few days a week or during the summer, especially. We have a summer program where I work. Um, and see if you can get in there and just see what they do. Um, and then another thing would be I, there's so much on Instagram now that you can search physical therapy on Instagram and just see what sorts of things physical therapists are doing because there are physical therapists who work um, with women who just had a baby or men who just had prostatectomy and they're working on pelvic floor and doing internal treatments on people, which is incredible and so life-changing for the patients there. There are physical therapists who work with athletes and do all sorts of interesting thing with, things with athletes and on the field. I got a little bit of that experience myself and it's, it's awesome to just have been there for the injury and then get to see how it happened and know exactly how you're going to treat it. So I would say because physical therapy is so diverse, find your niche and what you might be interested in. For me, I started out with neuro neurology and, and looking at people with spinal cord injuries. I thought that was the most fascinating thing to me. Um, just going and watching mm -hmm, that in action. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I've been listening to you and you have such a deep knowledge on so many different kinds of like body disorders and you know like the specific name for everything. So I was wondering if this was more of a thing you acquired from school, which made you study all these different terms, or was it more based on your experience from working as a physical therapist? So that's a great question. So in undergrad, I didn't know 
anything that I know now. <laughs> um, in undergrad, I learned my basic anatomy and physiology. Um, in grad school is where you really hone down and learn everything. So that's actually a really good question, and I will address it. So in grad school, we started out with cadaver lab. Um, I've dissected a few cadavers now, and you really get to learn exactly how it was all connected. You see every muscle, every nerve, every bone, every blood vessel. We had to learn it all from head to toe. It was one of the most grueling things. I, you know, I spent, you know, five o'clock in the morning in the cadaver lab till midnight at the cadaver lab some days. Um, because when you're a physical therapist, you could take any which way uh, in terms of what kind of specialty you want to learn about. And so they teach us everything. So it's a very general course. And we've learned every body system, including gastrointestinal, you name it. And then after that, we learned all the basics of what a physical therapist does in terms of how to assess a patient when they walk into your office and they say, hi, my name is so-and-so, and this is what's going on with me. Um, how do you kind of dissect that and, and figure out what you're going to do with the person and figure out what's actually harming them and what, what's causing them their pain and what's preventing them from doing what they want to do? And then um, we went into all the body parts and body systems individually. So we started at the upper quarter, so shoulder, elbow, wrist, hand, you know, spine uh, from the neck down, and then we did hip and knee, foot and ankle. So we learned the entire body in terms of musculoskeletal ailments. And then we also go into endocrinology and gastroenterology and all, you know, and genitourinary. And we go into every body system um, because the reason why it's a doctorate is because now we have autonomy as physical therapists. It used to be that you needed a doctor's prescription to go see a physical therapist. Now you can just straight up go to a physical therapist um, in your local city or town. And, um, and so we have to be able to identify, you know, is this an actual physical therapy problem that I can help with? Or is there something greater going on and do they need to go see a physician? So that's why it's three years long. That's why it's a doctorate. Um, we have to learn a lot of things and we have to know what the red flags are for. It's not a physical therapy problem. It's actually something greater going on with the person and I need to refer them to somebody else. Wow. That seems like really labor intensive and extremely hard it is, it is, it is, but it's so worth it. Um, what's really cool is, you know, I went to high school, I went to a big high school, and then I went to a state school for undergrad, and it was gigantic. Um, and then you go to grad school at, you know, any university in America, and the class is so small, it's like 50 to 80 people, maybe even smaller. So you have like 40 classmates that you see every single day. Um, you're taking every single class together. You, you become family. Um, so it's kind of fun. Um, but you, you kind of go through all that, diff, all those difficult times together. And that's what makes you family. You're studying for all these really hard tests and, and you're getting through it. And you're learning all this material and you're, we use each other as patients. Yeah. So it gets fun. 
but it's very grueling like you said wow yeah and just to like end it all off i just wanted to ask what would you say your future looks like like are you going to continue doing this job and if there's like any higher positions that there are in this job i don't know if there are um like what would you say uh you would be doing in the future so for me um i think my goal would be to open up my own practice and be my own boss and mm-hmm. um so that would involve finding a facility setting it up for a physical therapy practice Um, In particular, I'm really hoping to go into more sports and athletic population, catering to people who are more in the athletic population. I'm sure that, I'm just thinking about it right now, but I'm sure there's a lot of like colleges that have big athletic departments that are in big need of physical therapists. Yeah, so I I actually had an experience like that. Um, When I was at Columbia in my final year, we got to take some really interesting electives. And so I took the sports elective and I was able to go with the undefeated Columbia football team at at the time um, to the Yale Bowl and be on the field with the team doctor. And, and I worked with the athletic trainers and we got to observe how they are on the field and get to watch injuries as they occur. And, and it's really incredible. The collaboration between the team physician the athletic trainers and the physical therapists. So yeah, it's really cool um, to see that in action. Wow. Thank you so much, Trish, for coming on the podcast and talking about what it's like working as a physical therapist. You have so many amazing experiences when it comes to PT, whether it's on the sports field or just the different experiences that the people that you've taken care of before. It's just really a diverse set of things and i'm sure a lot of teenagers understood and maybe even want to get into this field so we can all hear your passion for this job and i can tell that you really love doing what you do so i just really want to say thank you for coming on and talking about what it's like thank you so much it's been great chatting with you And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much to Trish for coming on and talking about what it's like being a physical therapist. Super insightful and just a really great person to have on. Super enthusiastic about the job and I couldn't have asked for a better guest. Again, this was a requested episode from Nick. And if you have a job that you think is interesting, just email me, tealand at majorjobs.org, and I'll try my best to get that job on the podcast um i'm gonna connect nick too with trish and they can have a conversation together about specific questions related to physical therapy that i may not have touched upon on this interview so i'm also there to be a connection between two different people if you're interested in that um just email me tealand at majorjobs.org and i'll try my best to get to that request thank you so much for listening to the podcast i really appreciate it if you could follow the podcast on all the different podcasting providers that would be amazing other than that i just want to say thank you so much for listening and i'll see you in the next episode bye 
Thanks for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast. If you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show, send us an email at majorjobspodcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major if applicable. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.